0: Podcast, a podcast where three veteran fangirls break down fan fiction culture one ship at a time. Every other week, we're going to discuss some of the hottest couples in recent fan fiction history, dissect different fandoms, and reveal each of our own guilty pleasures along the way. For this episode, long awaited, much excitement, we're going to talk about Twilight. We have done extensive research on this fandom really trying to wrap our brains around what is happening in the Twilight fandom in 2020, the year of our, not our Lord and Savior, perhaps our doom, generally. But there has, 2020 has seen somewhat of a Twilight renaissance. Um I think that's the term that people are using. And we've just seen a lot of, a lot more people... Just talking about Twilight in general, and last time we talked a bit about how there's been a a similar renaissance in the Harry Potter fandom, but there are some very key distinctions between what's happening with Harry Potter and what's happening with Twilight. Namely, Twilight's renaissance was more centered around people talking about Twilight than actually engaging in fandom activity. And the reason that we've discerned this is absolutely true is because there are no consistent trends across fandom whatsoever there is just a blatant diversity of people doing whatever they want which is fandom anyway but this is on a whole other level yeah
1: i mean usually in fandom you get kind of you know one honestly usually there's one flagship couple that everyone in the fandom kind of rallies around or like at most you'll have like three to four like you have your main couples and you kind of decide what camp you're in what fix you want to write what fix you want to read but when we looked into twilight the variety of fan fiction posted about twilight was insane like every couple under the sun um you had like a lot of original characters in fan fiction a lot of self-insert fan fiction uh, a lot of crossover fan fiction, so it'll be like the characters <laughs> from Twilight and White Collar interacting, which I don't understand, but I mean, truly just like... And there wasn't only one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. more
2: more universe... Yeah, we, we'll talk more about the Twilight H2O crossover later, but um, <laughs> that one was a particular favorite of mine, I have to say. But yeah... <laughs> I mean that does make sense. That's it's just give
0: you an idea of the scope. Like
2: I'll allow that because it's
1: like H2O is mermaids, right? Yes. So it does play into another supernatural universe. Yeah. Like if you're gonna have vampires and werewolves, might, might as, as well,
2: as well. <laughs> throw a mermaid yeah. in there. Might <laughs> as
0: well. <laughs> yeah,
2: but I mean, arguably, yeah, the vampires you
0: know. don't have to breathe underwater,
2: exactly. Or yeah, or
0: or they can, they can just be under yeah. there. That's true. Yeah.
1: Vampires don't have to breathe at all. They just, like, do it to be able to smell. Have and not according to Twilight time. rules. But, and to, like, look normal to humans. I
0: think about that all the time. Do you? That lives, lives in my mind rent-free. <laughs> the fact that they don't have to breathe. Like, then why do you You know what it? lives in
1: my mind rent-free? The fact that Edward was somehow able to maintain an erection with no blood in his body. Grace, What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: The fact that he still had live sperm left over? No, I'm saying All of it. A mess.
1: That's so aggressive for not even five minutes in. But (laughs) But like (laughs) Stephanie Meyer, like, what was she thinking? Like he's literally like he's dead. He has no blood in his body. he like impregnated her. That means that like when you change into a vampire, like everything about you changes except you keep your sperm? I can't believe you've thought about this. And then what? <laughs> of course. Of Who course has I me? Skyler. <laughs> you I didn't have. think about yeah. it. And then the explanation she gives is like, well, you know, there's still liquid in the vampire's body, like venom. So I guess like.
0: No, I was just about to mm, say the venom keeps Like, it that's up. so
1: horrifying. Mm. <laughs> I think about that so much. Like, <laughs> and then does that mean,
0: from a biologist, like, first of all, biology, where is she? Does that mean that his little spermies are interacting with venom? And wouldn't that make them very acidic? And then wouldn't that make them incompatible with the pH I think you of guys the are vagina? I don't understand. I don't think Stephanie Meyer no. Is. No, like, no, Skylar, is really <laughs> you're
2: going this deep. Um, Skyler. you're the underthinking it. Vampires. You're not thinking about this <laughs> Enough. I, I will say <laughs> when I first watched Twilight when I was ten. I don't think that any of these thoughts, no, empty head, well, no thoughts. Well, I read
1: no Breaking Dawn was I was when I was in fifth grade, and then I immediately went on to Meyer's website. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "How does a vampire get a human pregnant?" Which I think is a fair question. That is a fair question grade. for yeah. And then she like posted this little.
0: Listen, kids that age are asking, "How does anyone get yeah. pregnant?" So. That is a fair yeah. question. And then
1: I learned the answer and was did you vampire bending keeping his erection up. And then for some magical reason, like he still has sperm. I'm like, okay, like he's immortal. Like nothing in his body changes, but he like has the capacity to keep sperm alive. That makes no sense. Even by normal Twilight rules, that makes absolutely no sense. He's been fully dead for a hundred years. years. He's at least just like an animated corpse. He has no heartbeat. How is he keeping Sperm alive. How are the sperm? I, in don't,
0: there? Know. And, I don't know. And, you know, that is really venturing into me having some very serious questions about his general anatomy that
1: mm, I'm I don't just think saying, I want answered. <laughs> I just think about that all the time. Somebody needs to write fanfic about that. About that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Fix it fic about <laughs> everything.
1: <Yeah>, I'm going <laughs> to write a fix it fic where Edward doesn't get Bella pregnant and then Bella goes to college. Um, <laughs> and
0: becomes a lesbian, because we all know that's what would have I happened. I agree. <laughs> yeah.
2: I bet there's, I bet there, I mean, you know, we've seen, we've seen a lot of the, the like, Bella Rosalie, some Bella Alice, you know, I'm sure there's yes. an AU somewhere where they come met to. at a cafe <laughs> while, while at college. I'm sure it exists. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or
0: Bella goes back to Forks after having her big college adventure, and who's there? Rosalie. They meet in a coffee shop. I like how they have to meet in a coffee shop. It's their time.
1: I do think that
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's essential.
1: (laughs) I do think that when we were doing our fan fiction research, I think if we had to decide on a most popular pairing, I would hand that to Bella and Rosalie. Um, There's a lot Mm -hmm. of Bella and Rosalie fic out there. I expected there to be more Bella and Alice fic if I'm being yeah. honest, because they have like Me too. A, a lot of chemistry. Close, yeah, yeah, they do. They're like best yeah. friends yeah. in the
0: films and the books, even definitely more, so, more so, in books. so in the books. So it was definitely surprising. You when you sort by kudos on Ao3 in all of the like Twilight fandoms, Alice and Bella doesn't come in the most popular. Ent- it's like the fifth their sixth fake down and there's one and then it goes back to I think Rosalie and Bella. So it's it's pretty like if there was one dominating trend on AO3, which I will say, given that I had dabbled for the first time in Wattpad, yes. <laughs> seeing what that was like. It seems like AO3 has the most I don't know, it this most user friendly interface. Like everything you need to know is very much contained you get what you need to do in your yeah. your filters, and you just searches. go. Wattpad was a whole other beast. So I feel like AO three is kind of a really good way to look at what Phantom is doing because it's so easy to read the trends when you when you sort in any way. So I yeah, I think it's definitely fair for us to say that Rosalie and Bella are kind of the the Pairing that is the most consistent, but even
1: then, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even then, I do. I think a consistent trend of the Twilight Renaissance is just like <laughs> making Twilight a little gayer. Honestly, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I feel like you can divide. This is my scholarly analysis of Twilight, which I've again thought about a lot. So I think you can divide Twilight into kind Ready. of uh, two distinct phases of fandom, which is like. The initial fandom, like when the books and movies were first coming out, like in the 2005 to 2011 or so, like the early 2000s, when everything was first coming out, like, and the fandom was mainly book club moms and teenage girls. That's a broad generalization and anyone can like Twilight. But I think that the perception and to some extent, the reality was like, that was who likes Twilight. Mm -hmm. And those fans were very like into the books for what they were which is like a romance fantasy escapist series um and then there was a lot of vitriol thrown at the twilight fandom especially like the teenage girl section the twilight fandom because if it's escapist oh yeah if it's like escapist and trying to be escapist and girls like it then it's dumb and harmful and mm-hmm. dangerous and to whatever whatever and so if you liked twilight you were automatically stupid which is like escapist mm-hmm. escapist media made you know targeted for male audiences doesn't get that kind of reaction but anyway so i think that the that was the initial phase the twilight fandom and then in recent years kind of spurred by the release of the midnight sun, midnight sun novel yeah. i think um a new movement of the twilight fandom has uh you know come to life and it generally refers to itself as the twilight renaissance and it's just kind of like a group of fans like revisiting the books i would say the focus of the twilight renaissance is kind of twofold so one just to reclaim you know the act of liking twilight especially after i would say like the sexist firestorm that surrounded like the poor 13 year old girls who like mm-hmm. just wanted to read twilight i think that like those girls have grown up now yeah. and they're kind of like, you know, like it's okay for me to like it. Um, and so I think that's what it's about. Yeah. And I think also um, the, I would say it's a little bit about acknowledging the problematic elements within yes. the books themselves and rewriting it a, a little bit or kind of having like a, re, you know, renewed discussion of the canon with that perspective. Cause the twilight books are like, they're, of course, a silly escapist fantasy, but they're also aggressively heterosexual and Mormon in many ways. And you don't really feel like you kind of realize that when you're reading them at, at 10 or 13. But, you know, you grow up and mm-hmm. you reread them and you're like, whoa. And so I think the fandom is kind of like, you yeah. know, criticize the new part of the fandom is about criticizing them and loving them all at once, um, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely like a fun segment of the fandom to be in. Uh, personally
2: <laughs> I mean we've talked a lot about oh, like, definitely canon couples or like we ha- like the couples that are popular in Twilight like a decade ago you pretty much only heard about Team Edward and Team Jacob like there was a little side couples like Alice and Jasper and whatever but like the big thing when Twilight was first coming out was are you Team Edward or Team Jacob and what we have learned in the Twilight Renaissance no one should be Team Jacob that's pretty much what we have learned
1: Yeah, I that's my favorite part of the Twilight Renaissance, because I remember I am staunchly Team Edward and remain so to this day. But I remember back like when Mm. I was first like going to see the movies and theaters, arguing with all of my friends who were Team Jacob. And I was just like, I was so wise as an elementary schooler because I was like well Bella says over and over again that Edward is her choice and Edward is who she wants to be with and I'm like that's Bella's choice like so that's who she's gonna be with like she already chose like there's no suspense in the books or the movies because she says over and over again Jacob like she literally says Jacob don't make me choose because I will choose him like why are we fighting about this so I was always Team Edward. I also think they toned it down in the movies, but there's also this really gross moment in Eclipse where Jacob basically threatens to, like, go, like, get himself killed if Bella doesn't kiss him. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. That's next level. Like, everyone talks about Edward watching Bella sleep, rightfully so, but... nobody but but for the longest time nobody was talking about that and i was like jacob does a lot of really gross manipulative things in clips, in my opinion and it just always made me not like him because i was like bella like jacob already told you what she chose like let it go um and now everyone agrees with me so it feels really good to be vindicated Mm -hmm. yes
0: it's true. I think, though, as a reformed Team Jacob woman, <laughs> it's, that- there's this really interesting thing that happens with romance, particularly for romance, I guess m- most romance and media is targeted at women. But there's this phenomenon where there's a lot of, like, bodice rippers, like re- like romance novels are written about men who take what they want. And that is, it's an interesting i. It's an interesting way to read it because it's not, it can be like vaguely internalized misogynistic but it's also I think this idea that women and we've seen this with the Twilight fandom are not allowed to claim the things that they want. It is something that is not generally it's not generally seen as a viable option for women to very vocally enthusiastically decide what they want and go after it. So it's definitely this idea that the man will just know exactly what they want and do that for them, which is problematic in and of itself. But I think that that is kind of a a read on folks who are team Jacob, because it was like everyone being like, okay, yeah, there's Edward, but Jacob is better for her and he knows it. And it very much read as that dynamic of a man who knows exactly what the woman wants and is going to give it to her. Um, But it wasn't so. He didn't know. (laughs) Bella was very clear. And that is, we've, I feel like, I don't know if we've talked about it on the pod. I know me and Grace have talked about this (laughs) individually, but Bella has a lot of agency for a female character Mm -hmm. in the early aughts. Like, she has over and over expressed what she wants. She gets what she wants. It takes a while, but she's, she's after it. And... I think that that is a very fair way to approach everything that happened in the books and the movies. That Bella was very clear about what she wanted, and then she got it. And Jacob... Listen, nobody wants to say it. Nobody wants to hear it. Jacob is
2: a pedophile. Okay, yes,
1: Jacob, Jacob is a pedophile.
2: Scene. We,
1: The imprinting is so disgusting. But I yeah. think if you set that aside, my thesis on the appeal of the Twilight books is that they romanticize the female adolescent experience in my opinion like the, the twilight books are very oh, yeah. sexless like sex is this mysterious kind of fade to black um thing mm-hmm. which i think is appealing if you're like 11 and that's your conception yeah. of romance, <laughs> or 15 you know whatever um yeah so i also think it's you know the pattern of the twilight books is like bella makes a decision and then everyone is like no like that's a dangerous decision like don't do that and then she always gets what she wants and then it turns out to be like the best decision anyone's ever made like it's almost comical like she wants to be a vampire and then everybody Mm -hmm. like freaks out about that for all four books everybody freaks out about how horrible it would be if Bella became a vampire and then she does and she's like lol this is easy like she never struggles with like wanting to drink human blood She gets to have a daughter and a family and still talk to her dad and still talk to Jacob. And like everything works out so comically perfectly that it's bad writing, but it is, you know, appealing because it's in a certain way because it affirms all of Bella's decisions. And she gets her perfect happy ending basically just by virtue of like wanting something and stating that she wants that thing. Um, And I don't think it's crazy to see how like young girls or moms or women in general could read that and be like, Cool. Like, I don't think that's nuts. Um, You know, certainly no more nuts than like the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I th- that's, you know, that's I don't think it's bad to like Twilight or enjoy it. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely not. And I think that's what the renaissance has been about. As you said, it's about reclaiming something that as women, not only women, obviously there's a lot more people talking about Twilight than probably were initially, but it's about reclaiming a part of our life that was adamantly condemned for no other reason than it being primarily for young girls. I know.
1: Uh, We live in a society. That being said, (laughs) though, the last book really i like couldn't get on board i couldn't get on board with like bella's pregnancy or jacob's imprinting just because like no (sighs) we know why you couldn't get on board (laughs) uh, well that (laughs) just the reality of it and also the subtext of the whole like she's gonna anyway we don't have to do that but i did not i don't love
0: we should i think that's important that's an important dialogue to have. I'm curious about what you think about it because I have no thoughts, brain empty.
1: <laughs> I think the last book is like the most noticeably mm, like conservative values in my opinion. Mm. Just because mm. like Bella like, gets mm. married at 18 and there's the whole discussion of like having to get married before you have sex, which, okay. Um, And then right. there's the baby and the whole like subtext of a lot of like the conversations that get had about Bella having the baby is like
0: yeah pro-choice pro-life it's It's just a little very 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 transparent yeah Yeah. like
1: in the movie they try to like I can't I forget if they do this in the book but I think they try to have it like Bella's like well I want like I want the baby whatever whatever um but I think that like the subtext of the of Dr. Cullen saying you know it's gonna kill you like this baby is a a threat to the life of the mother you know um and yeah. Bella and rosalie being like no um like she's keeping it and more importantly being like i don't care yeah yeah yeah
0: um being like no it's not a threat and also if it is you know who cares? bella is
1: becomes a perfect martyr who's willing to die to stay pregnant um exactly i'm just like oh uh that part i yeah. really have trouble with still um just because i'm like, yeah. You know, I think that's like, completely fair. You know, ew, I I always skip yeah. that. I'm like, I don't like that portion. I'm just like, eh. Um, like obviously she turns out fine. It's also a weird way to endear yes. Rosalie. It's a we it's a really
0: weird way to endear Rosalie. The reason that she's so especially yeah, we don't have to get into that cuz that's a whole other thing that I don't feel qual that's above my pay grade. I don't feel qualified to talk about that, but um it's it's all fraught it's all very very fraught with the very contemporary discourse and there are ways to read into it and in fact people probably have i hope there's an academic essay out there about this exact thing you don't even
1: have to look that hard there's a line in breaking Dawn part one where alice goes the fetus is killing bella and rosalie goes uh don't like don't call it a fetus it's a baby it's a baby alice it's just a little baby yeah oh my god that's right that is so. That right. was a uh, two on the nose for me. I did not enjoy that.
0: Oh, definitely, um, definitely, definitely
1: have to work harder to. And detach, it's also interesting that- <laughs> those portions.
0: Yeah, but it, but also no, yeah. <laughs> it's also interesting too because those two characters are very much so character foils. Yeah, Alice has. I mean, if you're even just looking at like character design, like short brown hair this really petite light and flighty girl and then you have rosalie long blonde like the epitome of the american dream like alice is also coded as what you would imagine a liberal woman well, to look like frankly oh, no. a liberal white woman. she's got
2: that manic <laughs> um, dream girl thing going like it's her.
0: yes she, has, she yes, does she really that's does. her whole deal that's her whole deal it's, oh, that's such an interesting point, actually, Grace. I'm really glad you brought that up. Because it's something that you don't, like, Maybe it's, it's again, these things where you, the Renaissance has largely been about kind of interrogating the things that are like, I don't know. <laughs> but still finding ways to love it anyway. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm of the I mean, mind really that, important one. you know, recognizing harmful politics or subtext in something that you like, you know. Liking it doesn't necessarily mean that you ascribe to all of those things. I think that there's a way to... Oh, yeah. It
0: does not preclude critical thinking.
1: Exactly. I think you can think critically about something and still kind of meet it where it is and see it for what it's trying to be and, you know, enjoy it nonetheless. Like, there are many. The first three Twilight books, I have so much fun rereading And rewatching the movies. Um, And I don't think, like, obviously that doesn't make me (laughs) (laughs) anti-choice. Because I, like, watch the Breaking (laughs) Bad movies. You know what I mean? Um, I think that that kind of false equivalence gets thrown around a lot. In fandom um, a lot of the time, too. Oh, yes.
0: Fandom specifically. Where people will be like, you like this thing, so you agree with other politics. Especially on Tumblr. On on Tumblr.com micro blogging platform (laughs) tumblr.com people are so ready to be like oh you like twilight you like jacob so you like pedophilia (laughs) i mean (laughs) okay we're taking some (laughs) leaps and bounds here literally
1: i I mean i remember it was stuff like do you guys remember when the avengers first came out and everybody was like so horny for Loki? we thought it was gonna break the internet I do. Yes. Everyone was yes. <laughs> Everyone was obsessed with Loki, and then there was like this counterculture on Tumblr that was like, "Oh, you think Loki's hot? So you support mass murder?" Um, I'm like, yeah. "Okay, it's not about what the character literally does on screen. It's about the human emotions that they represent in an exaggerated form. I would make the same argument about Kylo Ren. Like, <laughs> it's not about as what you they should, and as you would." Do. <laughs> I like, you know that's why i'm like that
0: is a big big thing in like the reylo situation yeah. though like if i have seen it happen anywhere it's been there of people like attacking your moral code because you think kyla Ren is hot it's like girl it's a movie it's not real it's that's not real team
1: jacob fans it's not real look like jacob has a lot of gross stuff that like turned me off when i was reading about it but like who like he's just a character like you can like jacob and i'm like I get it. Like, that's fine. I don't think it's, like, a moral failure. But a lot of people who get too lost in the sauce, no. like, in terms of fandom, they decide that, like, that's the the hill
2: they want to die on. And I'm always like, stop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He is portrayed a lot softer in the movies. But... Like, as someone who yeah. hasn't, like, close Jacob? read all of the books, like, every single one of them, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. my perception of Jacob is movie Jacob, who is, like, not doing all... Yeah of the look there's definitely some there's some there's some moments in those movies but he's definitely not all of the evil that he is in the books so there is that difference i do think movie edward also
1: like i agree with you that movie jacob is softer than book jacob um but movie honestly all the characters but i notice it most with edward in the movies just like way more brooding than he is in the books like in the books like edward is so brooding don't get me wrong but there's also, like, he also, like, jokes around yeah. a bit. Like, he's portrayed to be, like, you know, witty and occasionally lighthearted. And that just... Yeah, to give any excuse to why she's so fascinated
0: with this man. Other than the that he's a is, vampire. And the movies yeah, everyone do is not Everyone is so one that. note
1: in the movies, about especially Edward. Like, yeah. Edward never, like, yeah. he barely smiles in the movies. And he, like, smiles all the time in the books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because yeah, in not love with close It's read very reciprocal.
0: Them, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that I've like gone back and like highlighted my favorite no. passages or anything. Um. <laughs> um, but
1: the amount of times if anyone wants to play like a drinking game that will land you in the hospital, you should read the Twilight. You should Okay, seriously, read the Twilight books and take a drink every time Bella refers to Edward's crooked smile, Topaz eyes or marble skin and finish your drink if she describes the topaz eyes as liquid or molten you will be (laughs) i'm I'm serious i'm serious it's what you think but then you read it and you're like oh so Mm. it's on every page you'll be in the hospital before you're at page 100 i swear
2: i swear
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you heard it here first. Um, the one true pod <laughs> endorsed drink <drinking>. responsibly,
2: <laughs> but like, oh my god, drink responsibly. Rooting Edward, however, he is seen a lot in different mm-hmm. fan fictions. Specifically, shall mm. we say, yes, the Fifty Shades of Grey, perhaps series, the most notable to come out of is this fandom, closely based. In fact, it is a twilight fan fiction um that used to be called master of the universe before it was deleted and turned into a multi-million dollar franchise so shall we talk yes let's talk 50 shades of gray 50 shades of gray is
1: a twilight fan fiction and it actually amazes me the amount of people that i talk to that don't know that there are so many people that i've spoken to that i I'll mention that like oh you know like it's Twilight fan fiction people are like what um, and it blows my mind because if you watch Fifty Shades of Grey it's so clear like they basically like, they just replaced the names I feel like every like it's too okay so Fifty Shades of Grey is a Twilight AU um, where th- like they're both human is the AU and Anastasia Steele is brunette, pale, bites her lip a lot. She's shy. She's an English major. She loves to read. Um, She lives in uh, Seattle. Yeah, the fact that the story (laughs) takes place in Washington
2: was just like tip of the iceberg for me. Exactly. I didn't think to move it.
1: She wears a lot of like cardigans, like khaki skirts and Mm -hmm. shit. (laughs) At least the first movie. And then she meets this mysterious guy who broods a lot he's super rich he's super hot um and he has a mysterious secret it's just that in this case the dangerous secret that he holds is not that he's a vampire it's that he uh likes to get freaky (laughs) (laughs) real real freaky freaky. Mm
0: -hmm. as i gather
1: um (laughs) and it's literally like if you watch it again if you didn't know that before and you watch it again with that new perspective you're like holy shit like it's just adult twilight
2: all of the parallels are there even her like working in a hardware store driving a quirky car just like all the same friends basically like it's all there it's all there it's all there
1: so
0: much i have only seen also i have before i get into my experience with Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm taking a quick detour because I wanted to tell you guys this. And I think it's genuinely so funny. Apparently we're stepping out of the Twilight Fandom really quickly. Apparently they came out with the second after.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh that was obviously happening. I've been keeping track. After. And I'm so
0: <laughs> Oh yeah. It's out. It's out on Apple. Apple like digital release. It's out. I saw it. And you don't know after is another film that was made from fan fiction, this time mm-hmm. One Direction Harry fan Styles fiction, specifically. I believe. Um, Harry Styles, Harry Styles specifically, and that's also very transparent, yeah. as I understand. But w- it came up, and I literally. Just no filter. I'm in my dad's house. I'm sitting with my dad and my sister. I'm like, they came out with a second after. My 15-year-old sister's like, yeah. My dad's like, what's that? And I realize immediately the grave mistake (laughs) that I've made. Long story short, I had to explain to my dad what fan fiction was, what fandom was. And Fifty Shades, of course, came up. Because I was like, yeah, this is another example of this phenomenon. And he's like, hmm.
1: (laughs) that's interesting (laughs) and and that was as far as it went (laughs) so i do think it's an interesting phenomenon we can touch on this before we talk about our 50 shades experiences to like look at the stuff that has jumped from fan fiction to kind of mainstream uh acceptance Mm -hmm. like the fact that again so many people now don't know that 50 shades was fanfic when that was like you know when it first came out like it was a big deal um and all the press around yeah. it that it used to be Twilight fan fiction. Like they asked Stephanie Meyer about it and all this shit. And now like people don't even know, like it's become its own entity. And so I think that that is just kind yeah. of like, I don't think 50 shades is the best or even a good representation of fan fiction culture or what a lot of fan fiction is like, but it's certainly what a large segment of fan fiction is like. Yeah. Um And I think oh, that yeah. like, all jokes aside about how horny and cheesy and soapy it is, which it is. It does kind of say something about, like, I think more people uh, would, you know, like fan fiction. And there's more appeal to fan fiction, widespread appeal, than is ever acknowledged. Like, it's for some reason, like, it's only oh, recently become a thing, I think, even just in social circles where you can, like admit that you read fan fiction and it's, like, normal. Like, it used to be, like, you never talked about it off of your Tumblr or else it made you, like, really weird. And I honestly think that, like, it's just recently become, like, a mainstream thing to talk about. But, like, when you look at the success of stuff like Fifty Shades of Grey, like, there's definitely room for, like, that kind of, like, guilty pleasure thing or, you know, whatever you want to classify fan fiction as. Like, a lot of people... Like it, and a lot of people I think actually read it, and they just haven't talked about it until now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, about it. That's all I have to say.
0: I also think it's interesting what, though, given the two kind of behemoths that come out of behemoth, I will say lightly, but these films that come from fan fiction, there are probably more than we realize. But the only two that I can think of off the top of my head are Fifty Shades and After. And I think they are very similar. So it's very it's also very telling, though, what mainstream media views is viable about fandom because it's so much more complex than these stories, which are basically PWOP. Yeah. Born without plot, like point blank. There are so many nuanced stories. And it's interesting to think I don't we don't see that happening out of the what we have all agreed is the largest fandom kind of out there. That's operating Harry Potter. You don't see fanfic movies existing right. out of the Harry Potter um fandom, which again could probably be because the largest pairing in that fandom is dreary, and there are not a lot of movies being made about gay men. I <laughs> these days, I even do think now. it's like
1: interesting that you know if people think about fanfiction, they think about stuff like. Fifty Shades and like again like I said like don't get me wrong a lot of fan fiction is like that and I would argue that it's not good yeah. it's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily have the most positive messaging but I'll return to my earlier argument that like I think there's a place for like Fifty Shades-ish stuff like it's fine um <laughs> uh yeah but I, uh, there's nothing wrong with but it but I think honestly all. a bigger part of I mean yeah I mean
0: <laughs> there is there something is. wrong with it but it's not like it in and of itself isn't, like, it existing.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. And And they made a lot of money, so, like, you know, people go see it. Like, it's fine. Um, But I do think, like, like, arguably, an even bigger, a bigger section of fandom is, like, you were talking about, like, pairings like Dreary is kind of, like, you know, those queer relationships that don't exist in these, like, really widely beloved stories. Um, You know, or stuff like that. Uh, That's, you know, about really complex alternate universe fix or world building or like Mm -hmm. adding interesting things to the canon or like fixing, fixing things about the canon that that the fans don't like, you know, stuff like that. That is never what gets what makes the jump from fan fiction to mainstream story. Often, though, the authors that start out writing those kind of fan fiction stories um, later become. Uh, you know, write their own original stories mm-hmm. and become like authors in their authors, own right. Like yeah. I think Rainbow, Rainbow Rowell is an author that is like, yeah, yeah I wrote fan fiction yeah. all the time. And like, that was my gateway into becoming a writer. And I believe that because like, if you're just getting started writing fiction, it is easier to kind of take these characters that you already know and like in this world that's already been created and kind yeah. of just like play around in that sandbox for a while until you become comfortable enough that you're like, I can make up my own characters and stuff like that. Um, and I think that, that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, but
0: it's interesting. Yeah, but it's interesting that you mentioned Rainbow Rowell because she, you know, I think you make a really great case about the ways like, no, we are not seeing like ships like Jerry and the big, you know, non-canon pairings operating in fandom makes a mainstream leap into film and media, film and TV. But we are seeing that happen in novels. And Rainbow Rowell Ra- is a great example because her series, Carry On, is like blatant Harry Potter fan fiction. It is. If it were dreary. Yeah. I, so, it, yeah, I guess that's kind of a really interesting demarcation between like where we see fandom get disseminated into popular media. Because Carry On is a huge book. It's very popular. I...
1: I read yeah. – I haven't read Carry On, but I read – this is a complete – whatever. Um, But her book, Fangirl, um, I think is really mm-hmm. cute mm-hmm. and really fun. It's about yeah. this girl who goes to college, and she essentially, like, is a fangirl, like, is obsessed with writing dreary fanfic. Like, the names are changed, but she writes dreary That's, fanfic. Yeah. That's where. Carry on. And on then King she from. like meets that's a real right yeah yeah no that's what so she, like yeah the main character I'm forgetting her name oh it's kath I think but the main character like is this girl who only mm-hmm. writes fan fiction and likes to you know talk about fictional romance but not live out actual romance and then she like meets a guy and it's super cute but like she her fanfic like her very popular fanfic in that book is called Carry On and then later <laughs> Rainbow Rowell wrote like carry on so she wrote that fanfic which is just like yeah, so interesting to me because it's like a million levels of separation it's like fan fiction about her oh yeah, her own, oh, like, yeah. You know, it's fascinating. about her own book which is about harry potter fan fiction like it's so many levels of like um mutation from like yeah. the harry potter canon but i do think that's a good example of like how you start off with just like a story that you really like and it fosters your own creativity and then you can just like go so many levels up from that um so 50 shades yeah. is all this to say, Fifty Shades, not a, not the most accurate representation of, like, what fanfiction has to offer. It's certainly a thing that a lot of fanfiction has to offer. And if you like to read it, like, whatever, get your freak on. Uh, but it's not the only, like, if you read fanfiction, you don't necessarily read only Fifty Shades style stuff.
0: Yeah. Listen, you have to I don't know about y'all. I can't read smut all the time. I just can't do it. Sometimes I just want something very yeah. simple, a little fluff, and move on with my day. And I think I think that's an another interesting thing of like as somebody who has read fanfiction hub was reading fanfiction long before 50 Shades came out. When it did come out, and when I, because I found out that it was fan fiction, like um, when everyone else did, and I was like, I don't like that. Because I was like, it it doesn't feel like a representation of fandom to me, because I think I was in a very different fandom space than that. And so I never saw them, I never watched them until the third one came out. Do you guys remember when Movie oh, Pass yes, existed? Of course, Love yes. Her?
1: Did you ever? Have I did, it? and I saw the third Fifty Shades with Movie Pass. Amazing. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. so did I. I saw the third Fifty Shades with Movie Pass. It was not mine, actually. A friend, for some reason, I think I don't remember the exact mechanics of it. It was a fever dream. It, it not yes. Fifty Shades Movie Pass. Lately, <laughs> was a fever dream, but. She had gotten an extra ticket somehow with her movie pass, and she, like, she was like, okay, I can just use it for you. We'll go see this movie. Um, I was like, okay, but I haven't seen any of them. She's like, neither have I. Let's go. So we go. I'd seen the trailers for this one, and I was like, I don't know. I'm feeling some type of way about it. I want to go see it. Like, let's do it. Didn't watch any of the other ones. We go into the theater. There's, like, three other people in the theater. It's, like, 10 o'clock at night on, like, a Tuesday The movie had been out for a minute, so we're in there. Guys, it is the only film to date that I have walked out of simply because it was bad.
2: It? Interesting.
0: And I left the theater, and I went, and I was like, yeah, um, there's just some people being really... Like, this is my great shame. This is my great shame. I went out, and I lied, and I was like... Yeah, there's just some people being kind of rowdy. I don't want to go back and confront them. Um, I really would just prefer to leave. They're like, okay, and they gave me the ticket for any movie,
2: and I left. Oh my god! I'm kind That's of proud so of you. That's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's any movie to do that with, I do think any of the movies in this series could like at least kind of qualify, like just a little bit.
1: So, look, they're all. So laughably terrible. Yeah. I have, I have seen all of the Fifty Shades <laughs> movies. The only one that I saw in theaters was the third one, and I used Movie Pass. I didn't pay for it because I was like, I'm not paying t- to see yeah. it. Um, no. And I think like I dragged my friends to see the third third one, and we all fell asleep like at different points in the oh movie. My God. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like they're all awful. I don't think any of them are particularly sexy. Like, they're not sexy. And the plot is horrible. And I don't find the character of Christian Grey... There's no plot. There's There's none. And when there is, it, like, just makes you hate the characters. Like, all the plot... It's true. (laughs) All the plot is, like, about Christian's past or, like, some dumb shit. And it's just, like, he sucks. Like, I don't... I don't need to know more about, like, his nonsense. I mean, it's literally, like,
0: imagine... Edward, who a large part of Twilight fandom did not like, did not want Bella to end up with, without all of the things that made him compelling, i.e. being a whole-ass vampire. vampire. Literally. I don't want anything to do with that! And it's... I don't! It's not even
1: just the vampire stuff. It's like, I think part of Edward's appeal was, like, he was old-fashioned, which, like, in Stephanie Meyer speak, means chivalrous and like protective and like uses Mm -hmm. big words, you know, reads books, whatever. Um and like that's intelligent. Yes, like Edward's a cutie. He's like he has bronze hair, you know, whatever. But like (laughs) like, um (laughs) I'm so Team Edward you guys. And like Robert Pattinson (laughs) becoming a big deal has really again vindicated me because it's like what is Taylor Lautner doing? It's what he deserves. It's what he deserves. Um Yeah, same for Kristen Stewart. Um, Both of them have, like, thrived in the post Twilight years, which is awesome. They've blossomed. Yeah, Kristen Grey is exactly that. Like, Kristen Grey is all of the traits about Edward that people are, like, you know, make people think that Edward is toxic, which, like, sure. So it's all those toxic traits with, like, none of the, like, like, he's not, I don't think he seems smart or sensitive. Like, he's not emotionally intelligent at all. um like what's the okay the line from the first movie oh, which <laughs> i'm sorry they know what i'm going to say but like literally there is a line in the first 50 shades of gray movie where he says like <laughs> it's so funny anastasia goes like are you gonna make love to me which like that's a thing People is that a thing <laughs> people say i don't um... know um so she asked him this question, and then he goes, I don't make love. I fuck hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lots of, uh, yeah. Which, I'll Passion? say it again. Okay, I'll say, like, <laughs> if Fifty Shades is supposed to be, like, an escapist fantasy for women, like, I get why Twilight is that. Maybe that's just me, but I understand yeah. how Twilight functions as that. Like, if that's what Fifty Shades is supposed to be, like, I don't fantasize about. Like, I don't want a guy to say something like that. No. Like, what I fantasize is like I want men to just like give my direct question a direct answer. That's what I was like. I just want clear communication. That's my. That's my. Listen, she
0: asked a yes or no question. There was this wasn't a multiple choice quiz. Yeah. There was no D. None of the above.
2: Like you asshole. You could just say yes. <laughs> yeah. There's also a lot to say about just the the fact that Edward being a vampire, like that was his big secret, is paralleled with Christian Grey being into <laughs> BDSM. Okay. Essentially. There's a lot Exa- of issues okay. with that. Yes. I don't think,
1: first it's of all, front. I don't think that's actually a huge leap. Because a big part of okay no no okay listen. I'm listening so I'm listening. a big <laughs> okay. a big part of the first Twilight uh, this disappears after Twilight so I think that's why people forget kind of but like a big part of the tension of the first Twilight is that Edward like wants to kill her like he oh like,
2: very interesting yeah okay you know what I mean like mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of like it's definitely a metaphor for like sexual desire but the like yeah definitely. Um, but in the first book, Edward, every time he's around Bella, like she smells so good. He has to like physically hold himself back from mm. biting her and drinking her blood, which is like, so I don't, and like, that's a, that's
2: okay. I, I think the appeal
1: yeah. of it for some people, yeah. uh, most people, the appeal of that first <clears throat> book is that he kind of has to, like, he like wants her so bad. She to like, eat her and hurt her. So I do think like, okay, fair. It's yeah. Like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think I've that never makes total sense it. that like, Christian's yeah. Secret would be like, I want you, but that means I want to, like, flog you. Like, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to you.
1: you, but I want to hurt you. Something yeah. about his nature makes him dangerous to her. And he mm-hmm. has to, and, like, the tension is, like, if he's going to resist or not, and if she's going to be okay with it or not. And that's the same in both books. Exactly. So I don't think it's that big of a leap.
2: Okay, yeah. I'm convinced. I'm convinced.
1: No, but I think it's also, Yeah.
0: I think it's also worth mentioning, though, and this is not something I can—I want to be very clear. (laughs) This is not something that I could speak to directly.
1: But I remember because you protested that so much.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. We're not doing any of the he (laughs) does protest too much today, ladies. No.
2: All right, let her talk.
0: I remember. There was a huge backlash from the BDSM community when these Mm -hmm. books came out. And they were like, that's not what it's like. That's not what it's supposed to be. This is an unhealthy relationship. It's not safe. They're not doing anything to practice safety. And I think that's very important to mention when talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Because, yes, you're right. There is definitely that moment where he's like, something... (laughs) something is dangerous about christian gray to anastasia and that is a very like direct parallel to twilight but the the fact of the matter is it is actually dangerous because they're not doing it the right way
1: sex should be safe and that's my peace and consensual yes
0: (laughs) enthusiastically yes everybody should know the rules going in there's no finding out this kind of thing Surprise! I want to
2: beat you! There was a contract. I was obsessed with that. When he, like... Yes, There's a okay, So you haven't seen Stop. the first movie. Is it after yeah, no, the first so you time you they have You haven't seen have the sex? first movie, but literally... Okay, I'm exposing myself. But, like, he just, like, <sighs> writes out you this, like, pages-long document that she has to sign. Okay. And, like, she can, like, change all of the conditions to be whatever, like, she wants it to be. It's a very business transaction. Very detached. Okay, okay. You know, I didn't this know this. the first this. Movie is iconic. Like, yeah.
1: the... M- Fifty Shades Two and Three, straight up stupid. Fifty Shades One, uh, avant garde modern art. Literally, <laughs> there's a scene. That that contract <laughs> scene, they're like sitting in his office and everything is like lit in red and oh, they, the like, light is long. Yes, and they're sitting in this long, like glass table and they're going over the contract. And um what oh, Dakota Johnson, like Oscar worthy legend, like this line reading, she like looks she looks at the contract, she like, looks up and she's like, What's a butt plug? And <laughs> and lose you were like, Well, what do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> so this is why it's so good. I can't even it's like, <laughs> it's like
0: a- but plug. Oh like, my what is God. that? Wait, so they hadn't had no.
2: sex at that no, point ever. I don't ever. think,
1: yeah. No, I don't think so.
2: Okay. Well, but yeah, oh, there, there is, also, you know, the possession elements that I could and see. I with Edwin I, and I don't, and there, and there Bella, is this like, scene. There is a scene, I,
1: I think it's in like, oh, I don't remember if it's in the first one or another one, but there is this like scene that's very uncomfortable where like they're like, he has her tied up, and he's like, well, "Whatever, whatever," and she like, you know, and she says, <laughs> she says her safe word or says like, "Stop" or something. Like she, like she's like, "I'm done," like mm-hmm. stop. And he like keeps going, but she's like, "Gross," and so uh, it's oh, like. Oh no. E- so there are very valid critiques of the way that they yeah, treat people. Yeah, because he's so, mad at her. So yeah, he's like, mm, your safe word doesn't count because I'm pissed at you. Like, yeah. I'm sorry.
0: He's yeah, what no, now? He's mad. It was like okay. it was okay. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was a revenge. That's scene. not good. It
1: was a revenge That's not scene. good. Scene. Yeah, it's not yeah. good. So
2: oh this is my why people do like and why
1: I personally am just like, okay, you gross, but you know,
0: yeah, foul. Yeah. You guys are not making me want to well, watch You
2: these should. Movies, but- I think for the cultural value, you can watch them once.
1: That's they're my his- take. They're historically okay. and aesthetically significant. Okay. <laughs> 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 Just like the Twilight <laughs> books. I'm like, I remember they interviewed poor Stephanie Meyer about Fifty Shades once. And she was like, I mean, I don't like... You know, Twilight for me is like not about sex. Like, I don't think that's like what Twilight. she says something so funny like that. She's like, I don't really like all the all the sex and stuff. But then she's like, you know, I'm glad she's doing well. Like, it's fine. It's so funny. Um, she okay, but just imagine,
0: though, you write this story that's actually very Like, sex is involved in a way where it is, like Grace mentioned, a very much fade to black kind of moment.
3: Yeah.
0: And it's it's the most sexless thing. And then somebody writes (laughs) explicit (laughs) fan fiction based off your story, and then it blows the fuck up. And everybody's like, so do you think? you the woman who wrote the sexless original how would you feel? I think that's a very measured a very yeah. measured answer mm-hmm. from Miss Meyer. Honestly,
1: I feel like <laughs> I feel like Twilight made not having sex seem erotic because the books mm-hmm. are about repression and holding back and yeah. everything um, but 50 shades made having sex seem not erotic <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> It de-eroticized the Literally, act. Literally. Kind excellent. of a, a radical, a radical take. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. That's my take, honestly. is It's like, it's all about like Edward just like wanting to fucking jump Bella like every page and he's like, I can't because I'm a vampire, but he just like <laughs> sits there and like desires her. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like, love that. Um, <laughs> I want a man to just like compliment me all the time and like want to touch me, but like not do anything. <laughs> 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 just, kidding, just, you, kidding. I'm just kidding, you, Yes. kidding. <laughs> uh, but Listen, is like, it just makes it gross. you want, Queen? I'm like, <laughs> just my just my, <laughs> I'm learning That's a lot about grace litur- today. This is my literary <laughs> opinion. Yeah, this is what I think about when I read books. You guys is about how Edward was able to get it up and whether like, the act of having sex is erotic. first first of all <laughs>
0: <laughs> these are some very fascinating questions very philosophical questions um and i feel bad that we can't provide concrete answers on this pod but i want you all to be thinking really hard about about these things today that you have learned and really take that information in and be really critical about whether or not Edward should have been able to get it up, and whether or not sex
1: is erotic. It keep that with you. I'm just like, if anyone listens to this, they're gonna think I'm actually like a psychopath. But these are just, like, <laughs> I'm just saying. I
0: don't know. This was like, no, they're getting to know you in a very, very specific, specific
1: way. way. Yeah, you. <laughs> Last episode I talked about Omega Verse. Um, this episode I talked about Edward's penis. <laughs> what will
0: I do next? Every episode Grace comes No, listen, every episode we've had so far, Grace comes out of pocket about something. <laughs> about something. And that is the one consistent thread that you can draw across all of our episodes. Unlike the consistent threads that you can draw across all of the fanfic and fandom popular in the Twilight fandom, let's come back to that later. Oh yeah. yes, because there is a whole slew of things we have not discussed. Yes, about what the hell is I happening? Mean, we, can the Twilight that. we can circle back. We can do a
1: little full, full circle because we talked about it briefly at the beginning. But like Twilight fanfiction, I think as mm-hmm. a result of like. The fandom itself just going through a bunch of different phases like we talked about like the fanfic is all over the map yeah. so there's like a lot of like femme slash pairings like bella and rosalie bella and alice just because i think people are like i want bella to not be such a like you know mary Su- not mary sue but like um housewifey type i think that's a common criticism that gets yeah. leveled at her which like i get it so i think people like want bella to not be with a man so that's pretty common. They just want more for her. And then the on Wattpad, <laughs> it's a lot of like self-insert OCs, which stands for original characters. So it's at the mm-hmm. author like writes their own original character and then puts them in the Twilight universe. And then self-insert is just like yeah, um, insert your like name you can read... yeah, it literally there are parts in the fanfic that yeah. like say like your name, so like you can Y, y N slash your N name. yeah, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and you can read it. Yeah, and,
2: but yeah. I will
0: say you think about you, yeah. yeah. But I think the interesting thing isn't that there's some blatant... Like, most popularly, there isn't very much self-insert happening. Now, I think it can definitely be argued that, that if if fandom was booming when Twilight was in its prime, um, I don't think that that would have been remiss to be a very popular thing happening in the fandom self-inserts then. But now, it's not so much self-insert as it is, like we mentioned, OC's original characters Interacting with the existing characters often as relatives mm-hmm. to existing characters. Like, for example, the one of the most popular fics on Wattpad is called For You, Alice Cohen, check mark. <laughs> and it's got 330k reads, and it's about Tate Carver, who's Mike's cousin, Mike Newton, Mike Newton's cousin, who falls in love with. Alice. So it's very much just, like, everybody's taking their own liberties. Mm -hmm. Nobody... Everybody's just having fun. Everybody's in the sandbox, and we're all
2: playing around. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of, like... But there's no... Another
2: one? Yes, like, another one that we found was, um... There's a lot of, like, I'm now Bella's twin sister. Like, a lot of, like, creative characters in that way, where it's, like, someone witnessing Edward and Bella, like, falling in love. Um... And I don't know, I kind of like the idea of a created character in the Twilight universe because a lot of the ones that are already existing are just kind of cardboard. I don't know, you know, like, there's not a lot of depth to all of them. So, like, the original, like, author-created characters do add some spice, I think. It's just very interesting how there are a lot of, like, familial relationships. Like, oh, there's a new, like, Carlisle has a new addition to the family or, like, there's, like, a like a relationship. related... Mm-hmm. Which reference. I love. Yeah, no, Which I like I, it. I like the Carlisle,
0: like, bringing someone else into the coven. I think that's interesting. And it's consistent with his character. Because, obviously, he's going to do it again. He's not going to stop. <laughs> but I do think, to your point about, like, particularly it or, like, I'm Bella's twin sister. One of the most popular on Wattpad, it's called After Dark, has 1.2 million reads. 1.2 million reads... Has, like, a cast list, a, like, a face oh, yeah, claims for the characters that they're... But there's really only, like, one new person. Everybody else is canon in the cast list. But it's, like, Belle's twin sister is... What's her name? Who was it? Phoebe Tonkin? Yes that was like the face claim for Bella's twin sister in this yeah. in this fic and there's like a mood playlist there's all of this stuff attached to this fic but the pairing that they're dealing with is Paul Oh my god Paul yeah. from the reservation which is so Huh? Yeah, there's a lot I mean I about, love it. like
2: the wolf pack like a lot of the pairings in some of these yeah. like created character fics are like someone Pairing with someone in the wolf pack, which I mean, to be honest, those characters to me were very like side. I don't know their names. I'll be honest; they were the wolves. You know, that's how it I was. Quill, I remember Embry. And Emory, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yes. So all all three of us together. No, yeah, there's them. a Jared. Oh, I forgot so, about Jared. there you go. Yeah, Jared is in the H2O. Oh, process. okay. Go <laughs> He's the, he's <laughs> so the so pairing there. Right? Him. <laughs> you know, he jumps off a cliff. Wait, wait so is the H like? Seth what is, it about? is the all about Is the H two about the wolf Yeah, okay. no, I did like them. Yeah, loved them. No, but for this fun fact, my sister
0: auditioned to be Leah oh, in the films. That's so cool. She did. Yeah, hmm. my older sister.
1: Yeah, it was she a was fun robbed.
0: little time in my life. Anyway, <laughs> shout Brittany out to Brittany.
1: <laughs> Maybe part of the explanation for like all of the OCs and kind of like the fanfic storylines we see over and over again, we're like we get a new transplant to Forks and they fall in love with a minor character. Is like I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of the criticism that has been leveled at the Twilight books is that Bella is like a bit of a self-insert character. Like she seems to be, you know, a Mary mm-hmm. Sue, which is a term I hesitate to throw around because it's become a term that like white, you know toxic fanboys yeah. kind of throw at any female character they don't like but i do think that like yeah bella can be a little mary yeah. sue like at times and that she's like kind of <laughs> perfect and everyone loves her and mm-hmm. you know whatever whatever but i think that's kind of the point because like i do think she somewhat functions as a yeah. self-insert character like you kind of read the books like i mean at a certain age i think imagining yourself as bella a little bit so i feel like the twilight books whether intentionally or not oh, yeah. encourage that kind of like self-insert vibe and so it doesn't surprise me that the fandom kind of responded in terms of fan fiction by being like well if an original character or me you know was like in the twilight universe like i would want to just like talk to bella and edward and like hang out with jacob and hang out with the wolf pack and like you know a good way to do that is to kind of like pair yourself or that original character off with like this other minor character and you kind of get to like hang out with the gang like you know I, i see the wattpad crowd like I understand why that would be appealing. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: No, that makes complete sense. I actually really love that analysis of what's happening there because I, I mean, obviously, at face value, you're like, "What the hell is happening in this fandom?" But that's absolutely true. I mean the whole the whole deal about Bella is that she's Stephanie Meyer. She likes all of the books that and Stephanie Meyer likes, all the music
1: Stephanie and- Meyer likes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely so it makes sense that original characters and I think it's interesting also because I would I would venture to say that your name fan fiction like self insert in that way is kind of at least in the communities that I've been in vaguely frowned upon like it's vaguely like No, I don't read fanfiction for that. I read it for the culture. And it's like, even though there's a huge amount of it in all fandoms. So it would make sense then that it would evolve also in this environment where people are already throwing shit at women and young people for liking these this series for that to then manifest them being like okay fine i'm gonna make my original character any and they're gonna do I exactly what i would do if i was in this universe
1: the impetus i yeah. think it's really sweet that, i don't read yeah name fan fiction i don't think i did even yeah. when i was younger like even when i was younger i was very much there's definitely kind of like yeah, we discussed this a little bit on other episodes but there's different like factions of fan fiction and fandom depending on like where you got into fandom so i think yon and i are both like firmly like in the tumblr crowd like i got into fandom like because of tumblr i was like part of those communities and those fandoms and Mm -hmm. so that led me to like i was a different types of fan fiction than like the y slash n fan fiction um but that's a whole Yeah, community. I mean, there's a lot of Y slash and like self-insert and OC fanfic out there. A lot of it about real people. A lot of it about fictional characters. Like, people read it. People like it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's very uncomfortable. I think when it's about real people, like Harry Styles, like I cannot imagine like that. I think is a level of yeah, that's violating. I think. But you know, with the other type of fan fiction, you can be like, it's about the characters and it's about the story and it's about this love story that I like. so you're a little further removed. But I do think, like, to circle back to Twilight, I yeah. guess, I agree. I think it's fascinating that there's a big subgenre of fanfiction that's, I think, essentially just like 15, 16-year-old girls being like, well, here's my original character, and she's just like me, and she's, you know, black hair, and she's so-and-so's cousin, and she falls in love with the wolf pack. I mean, that's essentially what Stephanie Meyer did with Bella and Edward. Stephanie Meyer, like, had a dream about, yeah. had a dream about Edward and Bella in the Meadow. And the way she describes Bella, like, yeah. Bella is an idealized version of Stephanie Meyer. Like, Stephanie Meyer essentially, like, wrote a little OC that's yeah. her and, like, put her in this world that she wanted to live in and everyone else engaged mm-hmm. with it. And then this, you can read this fan fiction just kind of, like, all of her fans doing the same thing and being like, well, I want to be in that world, too. So here's, like, me if I went to Forks. Um, and then there's also, you know, the Bella yeah. Rosalie fan fiction, which, which is, I think, a bit more Twilight renaissance like... Wanting to make the mm-hmm. <laughs> make the mm-hmm. uh, original storyline a bit less, you know, compulsory heterosexual ish. Oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Because and again, like if it is, and it is, Stephanie Meyer insert. Then of course, what would come with that is her own. Yeah what we know are conservative values. So it makes sense. attracts. And so I, I do... I, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. It makes sense that people would interact with it in the way that makes the most sense for them. And it just so happens that a lot of people want to see Bella be gay. I don't think that's not influenced by who christian stewart is at present Mm -hmm. either i think that is very very much so the fan of being like okay well look what happened
1: i so this also would have happened here i agree with Um, that (laughs) i think Kristen stewart i think (laughs) Kristen stewart's like (laughs) aura (laughs) helps that a little bit yeah yeah
0: yes oh yeah oh absolutely i think we are listen We've discovered some really interesting things about the fandom in this podcast, and this last interjection isn't going to help us neatly tie off this episode whatsoever, but I am not letting us get out of this episode without talking about the treasure me and Skyler found on Wattpad.
2: It's it's called The X. Parentheses. It's a fanfic. Wait, it's called The X. Parentheses.
0: It's... (laughs) It's called the X oh, parentheses. No. BWWM. And the cover of this fanfic is one Kiki Palmer. If you don't know who she is, you cannot <laughs> say to her, sorry, I-, I don't know this woman. If I saw her walking on the street, I wouldn't know a thing. Um, because then you do know her. Kiki Palmer, Miss yes. True Jackson VP, is the cover of this fanfic. Um, it's a fic about what what was edward's ex who was she what about the woman before bella right which in and of itself fascinating
2: but me and skylar <laughs>
0: stared at this for a minute and we're like what could b w w m mean what could it mean um and skylar brilliant woman that she is she stops for a moment mouth agape <laughs> and finally it dawns on me B-W-W-M stands for Black Woman, White Man. And if we're talking, listen, if we're talking about fans engaging in a way that's a bit self inserting <laughs> there are not very yeah. many black people in this, this series. There's there are. None.
2: But it is listen, the most second popular fan fiction in the Bella Tag on Wattpad. Yes. So, and the Bella Tag. She has readers. So she's... She has readers. She has
0: readers. So that's really again, that just really I think it does tie something up. It lets us know that our thesis about the way that people are interacting with the fan in particular. Honestly
1: is correct. Twilight fanfic and a lot of fanfic in general. Some of it is just like it can just be like deranged and like wide ranging. Just all over the place, not necessarily yeah. like that fix specifically, <laughs> but just like thinking about the overall picture we have of Twilight fanfics, just like all over the place, absolutely chaotic, chaotic evil. I would just chaotic evil is the Twilight yes. fanfiction. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's why I love it, it and we love and that. Yes for like Twilight, yeah, we love that for Twilight fanfiction. It's, it's chaotic, like, chaotic neutral to chaotic
1: see, evil, yeah, it's just see, like it's only chaotic, I don't know. I want to see people go nuts like I just want to see like female fans go nuts like that's what
2: I. (laughs) that's the kind of world I want to live in
1: that's what
0: we want and it seems like we're on our way (laughs) there you have it folks
2: yeah that's it for this week (laughs) I'm Ariane. I am Grace I'm Skylar and this is your OT3 on OTP (laughs) signing off we will see you next week